from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. Um, I do want to strongly say that there's not a nursing shortage. There's nurses that are willing to work and they're willing to do the job. Um, they're just not willing to do it in the in the instances that they're that are current. There is no real shortage in nursing. It really and truly is not. What we're looking at is nursing running away from uh, the environment, the atmosphere. Or, or the day before, uh, we just we didn't have EKG people. And so now I'm the EKG technician, and management is just throwing on more and more and Nurses more. Nurses know that it's hard work. Nurses are not running away from hard work. That's not the issue. The issue is the unnecessary stress. I'm Rod Milan. Burnout of nurses has become a very real issue, and hospital management has not done enough to address it. Joining me in studio to talk about this are Sarah DeWilde, and she is currently a registered nurse at SSM Health at St. Louis University Hospital, and Rita Reed, a recently retired nurse at SSM Health St. Louis University Hospital. Sarah and Rita, thank you very much, and welcome to St. Louis on the Air. Thank you. Thank you. Um, first, can you talk about the the staffing shortages that are going on, not just around the country, but particularly at St. Louis University Hospital? Sure. Um, currently in, uh, so I'm a, a nurse at SLU Hospital, like you said, and uh, been there for pre-pandemic and, of course, post-pandemic. So a lot of our difficulties are the um, wide spread. Uh, nurses are just not wanting to be at the bedside anymore. Um, when COVID happened, we noticed a lot of people um, coming out of retirement, coming off of, you know, being staying at home or things like that to come, you know, join the call of duty of helping the fellow um, civilians. And a lot of them, you know, came out of out of the woodwork to, to, to help. And we had staffing ratios that were amazing. Uh, a lot of us were, you know, in the ICU, which is where I am, uh, two to one ratio, sometimes one to one, which is really great whenever you have a really, really sick person, right? So um, on the floor, it was five to one, which is usually a really good uh, day. Um, now we are noticing that nurses are leaving the bedside, not only to go travel and, and make more money or, or, you know, live their lifestyles in the, in the gypsy world is what we like to call it. Mm -hmm. um, but also they're just tired of dealing with the staffing shortages, the supply shortages, things that we, we should have on everyday hand and everyday use. Um and when you can go work somewhere a lot less stressful, a lot less, um, you know, damage control every single day, um, it's a lot more appealing than sitting, sticking at the bedside whenever you could potentially, you know, catch a virus that we don't know about. And, um, you know, a lot of a lot of people are feel disrespected in the fact that they don't want to um, be lied to anymore and said that, oh, we don't have what you need. Um, and they can go work someplace else and, and feel safe. Um, so yeah, a lot of nurses have left and we're feeling we're feeling it now. Tripling in the ICU is six patient assignments, which is totally, totally um, hard to work at. Well, you've mentioned how that that's affecting it. Uh, you're saying that maybe three times the number of people. How else are the vacancies being felt by uh, 
on a given shift that you might have, depending you're on the ICU and maybe some other people in different areas of the hospital as well. Yeah, we notice it a lot in the emergency rooms right now. Um, the ER nurses are the ones that are dealing with the hardest part. You know, you're you're the sickest at that point. You're coming in from home that you just, you know, you got you're starting at square one where I'm in the ICU. It's a little bit nicer uh, in the fact that you can kind of already know what's going on. But in the in the ERs, they're having a lot of trouble um, keeping nurses because it is that high intensity level and people get burned out really fast. Uh, the biggest thing that we've noticed lately is um, nurses are working overtime just like they did in the pandemic. And you can only do that for so long. Uh, three shifts a week is 12 hour shifts are hard, but you're talking four, five, six shifts a week and back to back to back weeks. You can only do that for so long. And we were doing that a lot in, in, in the COVID days. And so we were hoping that things would slow down afterwards and they just haven't. Well, what about the traveling nurses and what does it feel like for you while you're, while you're there working? If, since you're a permanent uh, nurse at mm-hmm. the hospital, what is it like seeing people who might be better uh, compensated for coming in and working alongside of you while you're working all of these extra shifts? Yes. Uh, this is difficult because I love my travel nurses. I used to be one. Um, I I wanted to travel the world and see what was going on. But um, yeah, coming back, being a permanent staff member, knowing that you are working the same exact job, doing the same exact duties as your your next door neighbor, and they're making sometimes twice, sometimes three times more money than you <laughs> doing the same exact thing. It's gosh, it, it really, it really gets you because I'm so thankful that they're there because if they're not there, uh, my job would be harder and I'd have to take more patients, but it is really hard and it does decrease morale and, um, and wanting to stay at the bedside knowing you're not making nearly what you could be doing the same exact job. And Sarah, that that's definitely your opinion, but Rita, you just retired last Mm -hmm. month after being around for 46 years with SSM health. Um, can you speak to that issue as well, and what made you retire in the first place? I'll speak to the issue of travel nurses coming in and making more money. I think what that speaks to, it, it clearly says the facility does have the money. They have the money. They can pay their regular nurses, not travel nurses, but their regular nurses, more money. They can do that. The budget allows for travel nurses. If they flip that and they pay more money to the nurses, because, see, nursing is a field where it's hard work. Nurses know that it's hard work. Nurses are not running away from hard work. That's not the issue. The issue is the unnecessary stress that's placed on nurses. You come in, and what's supposed to be an acceptable assignment It's not. You come in and let's say, for example, you should have only uh, four patients on an acute uh, behavioral health unit. You come in and you got five or six of them on a very acute psych unit. That poses a major safety problem right there in and of itself, just the fact that you have the six patients. But the type of patients you have, okay, impacts it even more. Now, is that something that played a part in you taking earlier retirement than maybe you thought or not? What actually caused you to leave the SSM system? My retirement was not early, okay? I've been there 46 years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
I, I couldn't have told by the way, by the way you looked. So. I was I was due the uh, retirement, okay. Okay. But I think um, there was some level of frustration as I watched the younger nurses as they were trying to push forward and maneuver through a lot of what I call uh, the dust. And that just means that so much is being thrown at them all at once. And they're supposed to manage all these things. You have your new nurses that come in, okay? And you have a nurse assigned to precept that new nurse. But guess what? The preceptor, which is the seasoned nurse, has an assignment. It's difficult to do a thorough job. But how how is that um, something that comes directly from management um, at your your former hospital and your current hospital? And it's not just something that's affecting hospitals in general because the COVID nineteen uh, virus is causing such a disruption in in the industry as a whole. See, when I speak, I am speaking globally. Okay, this is not just a one hospital situation. This is global. You know, it's not just where I I left. It's other facilities. It's about the same. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, you know, management um, has removed itself, for the lack of a better way of putting it, uh, from what it really is like to be out there in the field, hands-on, working directly with patients. They have... They've lost the concept, the reality of what is required to accomplish your 12-hour shift. Sarah, are you feeling the same way as well? I, yeah, exactly the same way. And I just want to add, um, you know, nursing in itself is not the same as what it was even just five years ago. Um, your patients are a lot sicker these days, uh, especially with COVID-19 coming in. Now they're caused, now not only am I getting a motor vehicle crash, but he also has COVID. You know, like that wasn't a thing two years ago. So they're not only dealing with um, femur fractures and things like that. Now I'm dealing with a respiratory thing on top of it. So nurses, nursing has become more complex, more complicated. And the issues that we're having is... Management is asking us to do more. So I'm having to do audits on myself or um, they're watching what, you know, my charting has to be on point. I have to do every little thing as to every little detail. Plus, also, I'm the tech. I'm the lab drawer because some days those aren't those aren't a thing. I think yesterday when I was at work or or the day before, uh, we just we didn't have EKG people. And so now I'm the EKG technician and management is just throwing on more and more and more um, when and asking us to do more with less. So this question, both for Sarah and for Rita, your colleagues uh, at SSM Health at St. Louis University passed recently passed a no confidence vote against the hospital's chief nursing officer, Rita Fowler, and the HR director, Chris Greenlee. And Greenlee, since that vote happened, has actually resigned, but Rita Fowler is still there. Mm-hmm. How did that vote end up passing? That vote was pretty <laughs> it was pretty unanimous. Um, we ended up doing, you know, the the typical now day and age kind of um, petition, which is, you know, we did an online petition, but um, about, you know, 80%, 90% of the vote was they were not confident in their CNO and they didn't feel that she was doing a good job. 
And Rita, were you around for that vote as well? I wasn't. And you weren't. And I want to make sure that uh, because we did invite uh, SSM Health uh, St. Louis University Hospital on to the program and um, they responded to us uh, with this statement, SSM Health St. Louis University Hospital, like all other healthcare systems across the country, continues to face challenges due to the COVID-19 pandemic and the nation's critical shortage of nurses and healthcare professionals. Despite these challenges, we do our best to ensure quality patient care. The hospital has encouraged existing staff and contracted personnel to fill current vacancies while we exchange or while we engage in a robust effort to fill our open clinic staff positions. We provide competitive compensation to include a recent increase to our graduate nurse salary and adjustments for experience RNs, opportunities for career development and growth, and programs to support employee physical, emotional, social, and spiritual well-being. We've asked National Nurses United to assist us with recruitment and retention efforts, and we are concerned that these erroneous claims are harming our ability to attract new nurses and other clinical staff. It is of utmost importance that an accurate depiction of our hospital and the life-saving care our team provide daily are top of mind in our community rather than counterproductive claims that hinder our efforts. Now, you have a contract that's coming due next summer uh, during 2023. Mm -hmm. How do you respond to that statement um, that has come out from SSM Health, uh, St. Louis University Hospital? Uh, Sarah. Um, Some pieces of that are very true. Um, They have increased some of their um, competitive wages, but it was... It's there. I'll, I'll I'll respond. Yeah. Okay. Um, but also at the same time, um, we have been giving them over months and even years of like recommendations. What would make nurses happy? What would make nurses want to stay? What would make and 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 all of it is not only just like compensation and and things like that. We're talking just like regular everyday. Um, um, equipment needs and, and things like that, like just being able to have a bed that works and I don't have to check and make sure that it's going to go up and down when I push the buttons is is a, a recommendation that would make my life a little bit easier. Um, having more techs at the bedside, having more sitters available whenever we have patients that are um, suicide and, and uh, behavioral needs that are needed there. Um, I do want to strongly say that there's not a nursing shortage. We knew that. We saw that in covid um, there's not a nursing shortage. There's nurses that are willing to work and they're willing to do the job. Um, they're just not willing to do it in the in the instances that they're that are current. And Rita, before I get to you, just a bit of a clarification as well. We invited SSM Health St. Louis University Hospital to record a statement and to answer the question before today's show rather than do a live interview. Um, Rita, how do you respond to that statement? You know, I think um, Sarah's right on point. There is no real shortage in nursing. It really and truly is not. What we're looking at is nursing running away from uh, the environment, the atmosphere that they find themselves having to work in. As a professional nurse, when I went into this field, I'll be honest with you, what I see now does not reflect or resemble what nursing should be. and for an example, nursing back in the day, okay, and I, and I, I say back in the day because mm-hmm. it was, <laughs> I worked a 60-bed unit, and there may have been five nurses scheduled to work that day. But you know what made the difference? I had 
10 non-licensed staff members who did all of the direct patient care. They did the turning. They did the feeding. They did the emulating of patients. They did the toileting. That takes a burden off of a registered nurse who's supposed to be doing all of the professional aspect Mm -hmm. of that patient's care. That is not part of the picture anymore. Mm -hmm. Nursing comes on duty, and you're expected to be the professional that you went to school to be. You're also expected to be the janitorial service, if need be, because housekeeping was called off or whatever. You're also expected to be, just like Sarah said, the EKD EKG technician, you're supposed to be the lab person that's drawing the blood. It's just all these different things. And Sarah, very quickly, is that the same same thing that you're seeing as well? Absolutely, 100%. Okay, well, I would like to thank both of you for coming on the air today. We've been speaking with Sarah DeWilde. She's currently a registered nurse at SSM Health St. Louis University Hospital. And we've also been speaking with Rita Reed. She is a recently retired nurse at SSM Health St. Louis University Hospital. Thank you to both of you for coming on today. Absolutely, thank you. This episode was produced by Emily Woodbury. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our production intern is Avery Rogers. Alex Hoyer is our executive producer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.